cuts it back 40, 45, 50. He's off to the races. Down the left sideline. To the 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Aaron Jones. Oh, what a play. This is the Quick Slants Podcast. Game on Wisconsin and the Quick Slants podcast are brought to you by Artec Ventures. The goal at Artec Ventures is to collaborate closely with founders throughout all the investment and fundraising stages, turning their visions into successful companies. Since 2020, Artec Ventures has helped turn great ideas into profitable businesses that make an impact on industries, communities, and beyond. What's up, Packers fans, and welcome back to the Quick Slants podcast at Game on Wisconsin. I'm your host, Jason Perrone. You can find me on Twitter at Jason Perrone. Happy bye week, everybody. Happy midweek. Almost on our way to another weekend, which means we are always one day closer to the next Green Bay Packers football game. We still got a little ways to go before the Packers play a game again, and I'm sure some of those players are glad to have that extra time away during the bye. So the Packers, this is one of those times where the Packers self-scout. They look at each at their weaknesses, strengths, all that other kind of stuff. So what I thought I would do is just go position group by position group here and just take inventory of how the Packers are looking after 12 games. They're 9-3. and three. They're very much in the race for that top seed in the NFC. They're behind Arizona and in second, the second spot. And they're in a great, great position to make a run at another championship season here. So let's jump right in. This might be a little bit of a longer show. I always say this is going to be a little shorter and then it ends up being a longer show. So this one might be a little bit of a longer show during the bye week, but we need content. We need something to get us by. We all want to hear about Packers and talk Packers. So let's jump right in. We're going to start on offense. We're going to start with the obvious. We're going to start at quarterback where we know it's all about number 12. Aaron Rodgers has been interesting this season. There's been a lot of stuff that's happened. There was a lot of stuff that happened before the season with Aaron Rodgers. There's been no shortage of stories and drama and all this other kind of stuff. But needless to say, the offense is still doing pretty well. And Rodgers has them scoring points and has led them to nine victories this season. Now, the defense has obviously had something to say about that. But obviously, the quarterback group is all about Aaron Rodgers. We saw Jordan Love play one game against the Kansas City Chiefs. It was okay, not great. He did okay in the preseason. I don't think we're going to get a chance to see any more game action of Jordan Love unless... For some reason, Week 17 doesn't mean anything, and the Packers don't need to play Aaron Rodgers, which would be amazing to me because I see this season coming down to the wire and Green Bay needing every single game possible. So unless the Packers get a huge lead, Love can come in, or unless Detroit's just going to sit everybody, I think Aaron Rodgers has to play it out. But Jordan Love, I don't think we're going to get more inventory or we're not going to get a chance to, to digest and see the future with him. So... That one's pretty easy. As long as Aaron Rodgers stays healthy and doesn't do anything too weird, I don't think we can ask him to not do anything weird. I think the Packers will be okay. So that's the quarterback position. I think the Packers are in pretty good shape there. Not a, not an MVP season. Not his usual crazy resume, although he did get up over 300 yards and played well against the Rams. But the Packers have been winning with running the football and more modest numbers. From 12. And obviously, he's taken care of the football. He's found his legs. He's been running on that fractured toe. So, big ups to 12. Big ups to 12. The quarterback position is in good hands. Moving over to running back. After the Rams game, it became clear, and obviously, the Vikings game as well, 
because there was no Aaron Jones. It's clear that A.J. Dillon can carry the load if he has to. The second-round pick didn't play much last season. We had a lot of questions about him. Was it a worthwhile pick? Did Goody do the right thing by drafting him in the second round? It's never always about that season. Goody always has his eye on the future, and he just sits back with that little sly grin and knows that in time, his plan will get a chance. And the chance that A.J. Dillon has had, he has made the most of. He has ran run extremely well. 20 carries for some of the toughest 70 yards I've ever seen in a game before in my entire life. And by the end of the game, he was wearing down a Rams defense that is full of tough guys. Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey, all those guys. Leonard Floyd wearing them down. Absolutely fantastic. So I don't know what happens with Aaron Jones after this season, but I think the Packers are in really good shape at running back. They can address it uh, in the offseason, add some more depth. Health is the key. That's the only big question. Aaron Jones has been hurt before, but maybe with A.J. Dillon carrying more of the load, maybe Aaron Jones saves, saves some wear and tear on himself, and then he's, he's fresher, and he can have a big game in an NFC Championship game for once. He did not last season against the Buccaneers. So be healthy, be available. Think of running back. The Packers are in really good shape. A.J. Dillon's looking like a fantastic move by Brian Gutekunst. Tight end. Packers lost their big dude, big big Bob Tunyon. And that was a big loss for the offense. Even though he wasn't putting up big numbers, his presence, his chemistry, everyone loves him, his personality, big loss to the offense. And the Packers have tinkered with everything from more Josiah DeGuara, more Mercedes Lewis in the passing game, even though he doesn't have the, the moves and the speed anymore. Some Dominique Daphne, who's still trying to work his way back after injury and being on injured reserve. And even some Alan Lazard on the inside, kind of playing a quasi-tight end role, which hasn't always fared very well. But unfortunately, it is what it is. The Packers have to try to find production amongst that group. They got a really nice touchdown grab from DeGuara in Minnesota. Daphne's made a couple nice plays. The Packers really like him. Mercedes Lewis is absolutely lovable and, and so valuable to this team. Everyone thinks this is his swan song. I don't know. I think he might just play until he can't stand anymore. The Packers really have benefited from having Big Dog. And Alan Lazard, if if he's healthy and he can come back and he can play, then you got something. You know, you've got you got something there and and maybe he can be a contributor and they can find a role for him to be more productive because he has not been as as helpful at wide receiver. Had a couple drops. Just hot and cold, health, all those other things too with Lazard. You know, we don't know if he's dealing with some sort of a nagging injury, but, you know, he's, he's you know, we're talking about the tight end group here and, and we haven't even gotten a wide receiver, which is where we're going, we're going next. But I think the Packers will be okay here because these guys are willing to do whatever it takes. If they have to get dirty, they get dirty. It doesn't make, just because they, they want to be good blockers, doesn't make Daphne and DeGuara great blockers. Mercedes Lewis, we know, can block really well. But that was something Robert Tunney did not do, was block. And so maybe these guys actually do a little more of that. So you lose some of the pass catching ability, and he was going to make some tight, really, really great catches. But you gain some more with some of these other guys, and I think they'll be okay. I think they can mitigate that. So it was a tough, a tough loss. It was a bummer. But I think the Packers will be okay. Now we go to wide receiver. And obviously... You got 17. If 17's out there, the Packers can pick up, you know, one or two yards. You just get the ball in his hands, it's done. He just wills his way to doing whatever it is that he wants to do. I think they're in great hands with Devontae Adams, MVS, Marquez Aldis, Scantling, Randall Cobb, Lazard in the mix there. We just talked about some Equinemia St. Brown, who's resurged his career with some production. 
on the field, special teams and at wide receiver, using that speed on the end of rounds. I think the Packers are in really, really good shape there at receiver. They've got guys who can make plays. Amari Rodgers is just not going to be a contributor at wide receiver this season. The third rounder, he's just not ready. And it may not, not just be on offense that he's not ready. You know, I think I think Amari is absolutely swimming in what is the NFL. He came from a big-time program at Clemson, but he is swimming as an NFL pro. And that, that you know, first season, I'm willing to, to see what he comes out and does next season with some work in the off, you know, work after this one's over. And what does he do to get himself ready for next year? Does he get his body healthier, stronger, readier? You know, all those all those types of things, right? So I think I think this wide receiver group is going to be great. And if Aaron Rodgers is finally going to hit MVS on some of those deeper balls, I'm I'm convinced they won't ever hit a shot play. I don't know why. I don't know why they can't do that. But if if Rodgers is going to find MVS more often, you know, and, and Cobb's making some great catches, and he's smart enough, and he can get open. Now he's got the groin injury, and we have to see if if that's going to be a thing. Because he's he's older, not going to recover as quickly. Those things nag. I think he'll play. I think Cobb will play through it. How effective can he be is the question. Because if he's not out there, you don't have, Romari Rogers isn't ready to take over and, and fill that role. So what do you do? The Packers will have to figure that out. Maybe what they do is they move Tay inside and you put Lazard outside. And I think that's where Lazard has thrived. He's made some plays on the outside. And when he's gotten in space and down the field, he's made some big catches. So I think the Packers still have more fun at wide receiver coming our way. And with 12 throwing the ball, they're always going to be okay. Malik Taylor, he's a special teamer. So we won't talk about him as a receiver because he just doesn't seem destined to get on the field in that role. And I don't even know what his situation is with, with him coming back. We'll, we'll address Taylor a little bit later, though, when we get to the special teams. So sticking on offense, let's go to the offensive line. This group has been very impressive. I don't know if that's that's enough, if I'm saying enough there. I mean, they have had all the iterations of guys and combinations of offensive linemen out there, and they've played through this 9-3 and three output that they started with, and they just keep figuring it out. You had Yash Nyman, who started against the 49ers. Who else thought that game was going to end in disaster with Nick Bosa across from him and that Niners pass rush? He just stood up and balled. Royce Newman has had some ups and downs understandably and obviously has struggled through some of his rookie season has not been fantastic, but he's been good enough. John Runyon jr. A sixth rounder from last season has been a steady presence at left guard and has played and you don't really hear his name, which means he's not messing up too bad. Those are all late rounders, undrafted free agents, mid rounders starting and playing significant snaps for a team that is in a championship hunt. And those guys are all very young. If they all work out, that could be the future. Some of those guys could be the future or are the future of the Packers offensive line. Imagine David Bakhtiari finally gets back to health. And I don't even care about this. Let's talk about next season. Billy Turner, probably not going to be back. He's too expensive. You throw Yash Nyman out there at right tackle if he's serviceable enough and bam. You're still, you're still cooking with gas. Absolutely doing Fantastic work up front. But if David Bakhtiari can't return, now they kind of wet blanket the whole thing. If David Bakhtiari can't return, I don't like the green, I don't like the Packers' chances of winning the one game they have not been able to figure out, the conference championship game. And I'm obviously, you know, counting chickens well before they're hatched and assuming the Packers are even going to get to the conference championship game. But at this point, if you're Matt LaFleur, if you're the Packers, you plan on getting to that game, you're already thinking about it. 
you're already thinking about that. They have to figure out how to get by that. And one of the problems I think they had last year with no Bak- David Bakhtiari was they couldn't block everyone. And they had, Aaron Rodgers had guys in his face all day. And he still put up okay numbers, but he struggled in spots through a couple of interceptions. Not the type of game that he wanted to play. He's not been able to play a phenomenal game in the conference championship game. And one of the, se- the secrets there and the reasons is you got to keep them clean. So you have to be near perfect to win that game as it is. Well, I guess unless you're the corniest athlete in all of sports and then it, it just, um, never mind. I'm not going to go there. Rodgers, because the other guys are, are also fighting for their lives in the conference championship game, Rodgers has not had the opportunity to play as well. And there's a little bit of luck involved. Injuries are not something you can completely prevent and just strategize around. You either have them or you don't. And the Packers need a little bit of luck here. They need they need healthy and they need uh, David Bakhtiari to come back. When Elton Jenkins got hurt, that was really deflating to me because I thought that was a season tilter already. Even if David Bakhtiari did come back. And I've come down off the ledge a little bit and thought to myself, you know, the way that Yash has played and some of these other guys have stepped in. If David Bakhtiari can come back and he is himself and he's good and he plays well, he's not going to be an all pro because he hasn't played football in almost a year. But if he comes back and he does well, I think I think they can be okay. I think they can survive. It's not going to be the same as if Jenkins was out there. He's so good. But I do think the Packers can survive. I think they can scheme and find a way to make it work. I'll put that on Matt LaFleur. I think Matt LaFleur can, can be the guy to help make that happen. But you need your guys... You need your guys for that big game. And this is one of those games where it's really important that they have him on the offensive line. Defensive line, Kenny Clark. That's it. That's that's the story right there. Moving on. Outside linebacker. No, I kid. Kenny Clark has just been so fantastic for the Packers. Just doing whatever he wants, living in the backfield, just, just absolutely wrecking the world. Wrecking the world for everybody around him. Offensive linemen... Everybody else having to block him, just it's it's not happening. Then you got Kingsley Kiki, Dean Lowry, Tyler Lancaster, TJ Slayton. All those guys have rotated in and had success. They've all done some good things on the defensive line. They have a good rotation going on. They're all playing with a bit more energy. Lancaster's a little extra pep in his step for a slow guy, right? Kenny Clark's just a monster, and he's making everybody else play better. Dean Lowry's been a little quiet the last couple of games, but the Packers are getting ready to play the Bears. And if there's a game where Dean Lowry always comes to play and shines, it's against the Chicago Bears. So coming off the bye, expect Dean Lowry to do some really good things. Bet the over on Lowry, whatever the over-under is for him. I don't know, tackles, splash plays, fumble recoveries, interceptions. He seems to have a big play against Chicago every, every single time they play. But Kenny Clark has been just... So good. Chasing down quarterbacks. Getting into the backfield. It, it just, it's almost like, you know, it's the, old, it's the old adage, he's playing chess, everyone else is playing checkers. So fantastic. And the defensive line is a big part of the reason why the pass rush has been so good and why the Packers have gotten pressure on the passer and why passers aren't comfortable and they're not throwing good balls to their receivers and the Packers are one of the top defenses against the pass in 2021 starts with the off the defensive line up front 
And then you've got your outside linebackers. And you've got to have, just simply because of the, the depth chart, you've got to have Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith healthy. Have to have those two guys. When Rashawn Gary got hurt against Seattle, that was scary. What we dealt with three or four games in a row was just, this Rams game, it was, you know, it was unfortunate Randall Cobb got hurt. But it wasn't the, the murderer's row of guys getting in the blue tent and constantly, you know, three or four updates on who's playing, who's not, whatever. It was, it was just nice to see the team survive a little bit. But they've got to have those two guys. Rashawn, Gary, and Preston Smith. They've been missing Zadarius Smith, you know, and, and, and um, but with the way that Gary and Preston have played, they don't, ha- we're not, we're not staying up at night missing Z. You know, we miss him, but we're not like losing sleep kind of missing him because they've played, well, there's a difference there. Gary playing through the elbow injury with the brace. Preston's acting like he's looking to get paid. They're getting things done. I think Zadarius Smith's a wild card. We don't know if he's coming back or not. It seems like things are leaning towards him returning at some point. And it would seem like he's kind of one of those guys that's up there in the Bakhtiari category where he's so vital. But I think the way that the Packers have played, if, if Gary and Preston are healthy and serviceable, uh, and not I shouldn't say serviceable, but they can play and they're they're a good enough version of themselves, I think the Packers, if Zadarius Smith doesn't come back, I think they, they still survive. I think they're still okay. It's incredible to me that we haven't gotten to any player where I'm like, man, that's a that's a tilt. I guess Bakhtiari. But really, it's the only one. You know, the, I think the Packers have an opportunity to do things without some of the guys that we thought that they just could not survive without. This roster has just churned out production upon production upon production. And speaking of which... The inside linebackers, Devondre Campbell and Chris Barnes. What a what an absolute upgrade. They're magical. I mean, it's they've been so good. Notice how the Packers aren't getting gashed in the middle of the field for this season for the first time in what seems like forever. They still do when they 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 go bend but don't break and they're giving up everything in front of them because they've got a lead. But those guys have taken away the middle of that field and they have they have made teams have to scheme around them. Whereas before it was like, hey, just run at the middle of the field, someone will be open because whoever's, whoever's chasing them down is going to be too slow to get there. They've had some good players in the middle before, but they just weren't dynamic enough to be great. Blake Martinez for a number of years was okay, but just not the dynamic player that, that you need in the middle. Devondre Campbell has just completely reinvented his game. Re- totally reinvented his game. And Barnes... Chris Barnes hasn't missed a bunch of time this season because he's not having to play every snap. I think finally it's the allocation of snaps. I've talked about it a bazillion times. If you have guys playing the right number of snaps, they're more effective and they're they're not putting as much wear and tear on their bodies and they can play. They're available. Chris Barnes was coming in and out of games two, three times every single week because he was the green dot and he was playing every snap. Doesn't have to do that anymore. Plays... Plays a role. In fact, he had a big, big team. He had a big recovery on the fumble on special teams last week. When you have starters that are playing on special teams, that's going to improve your special teams unit. We'll get there at the end. Does the inside linebacker group has been really, really good? We haven't had production on the inside like that since the days of Des Bishop and Nick Barnett. And what season was that, everybody? 2010. What happened in 2010? We all know what happened. 
cornerback group. No Jair Alexander. He has missed over half the season. The Packers are still 9-3. They would be so much better off with Jair Alexander. Don't even get me wrong. That's my jersey every game day. That's the jersey I wear. It's the home green Alexander. So there's no no doubt about where I stand in terms of being a fan of Jair Alexander and the fan club, all those things. But we got to talk about Russell Douglas. And I am just thrilled that we do. A guy who was on a practice squad and was with his second, third team this season. Plucked for depth and turned out to be a dude. I thought, okay, big play in the Arizona game. He shows up to play against his old team. He's familiar with them. Had a little bit extra juice because he's playing against his old team. No, that's the player that Roswell Douglas is. He makes those kinds of plays. He makes the interception to seal the win at Arizona. He gets the big pick six to keep Matthew Stafford's pick six streak alive. The Packers made it three games in a row. Matty Stafford's thrown a pick six. Could have had a second. He had a ball in his hands, and I don't know what was in front of him. Could have possibly had a second. I know Eric Stokes should have had one, too, at the end of that game. Rosal Douglas is just, he, he's been so good. Again, we don't forget about Jair, but they have been able to let Jair come along. There's no rush. There's no rush. And the Packers can't take any opponent for granted at all. You know, they got Allen Robinson and the Bears coming in this next game. Then they're going to be in Baltimore having to contend with those Ravens receivers and Lamar Jackson. You want your guys for that. You want guys like Jair out there for that. We'll see when he's going to come back, if he's going to come back for that one or if it's going to be later. But having a guy like Russell Douglas out there offers you so much versatility. Kevin King didn't play in this last game. You had to, you know, your starters on week one on the outside were Kevin King and Jair Alexander. Neither of them played last week against a wide receiver group that was Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham Jr., and the Packers did pretty well. I mean, they were they were winning pretty handily at one point. So they're just they're just in such good shape there. Stokes, I mentioned, is grown ups right before our eyes. He's been so good, so capable. He just needs to learn to find the ball in the air. Get your hand up, disrupt the pass. Channon Sullivan in the slot. Kind of an unsung hero. Don't forget about him. Shamar Jean Charles steps in, made a play. Right? Special teams contributor. The cornerback group is looking pretty good. And when Jair comes back, man, it's put him wherever. Match up the best guy and the best guy and just let him let him eat. So, and that's been the dream too with, with Kevin King. You replace you replace King, you reduce his snaps, but he's good depth. There you go. That's the goal. The corner group is looking looking so good. The guys behind them at safety, Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos, have been one of the best duos in the league. They've been fantastic. They just have to hang on to the ball. Amos blows up the fourth down play, making a huge play. Recovers the onside kick at the end of the game. Savage right behind him gets his gets his head practically knocked off. And then comes back and is laughing about it afterwards. Like the Rams think they're tough guys. Savage laying hits. He's nearly getting some huge interceptions. He's got to hang on to the ball. You tweeted it out, dude. A month and a half ago, he tweeted out and said, those, those will be picks moving forward. Well, I'm waiting for it. Because the season's almost over and it's going to be time for you to start making some really big plays. So I don't want to go home and watch the Packers sitting on the couch watching the rest of the teams play for the Super Bowl 
because you didn't finish a pick and you didn't you you didn't draw you dropped the ball you didn't finish the catch. Henry Black's been okay. He's easily exposed. Again, if he's not playing uh, significant snaps, I think it's okay. He does okay out there. Uh, Vernon Scott's been a mystery. He's been a healthy scratch all season long. Maybe he just isn't pro material. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. He just hasn't been able to find the field, not even on special teams, which doesn't really bode well. But if you look at a guy like Oren Burks, it may just take him a few years for the light bulb to come on. Oren Burks, I didn't really talk about Burks much. He... <laughs> Play in the middle, play outside, just kind of, you know, hope hope he goes full preseason mode at one point and makes a huge play. I almost look at, at Oren Burks like, uh, this is probably a bad comparison. You know, it, it, you look at Jared Bush in the Super Bowl season. He was a big contributor on special teams, and he actually makes a big play and gets a pick in the Super Bowl. I, you know, I, I'd love to see Oren Burks make a big play. That's all I have to say there. I wouldn't expect it to happen, but I'd love I'd love to see that happen because, like I said, this team is so deep. Guys, one through 53, make this whole thing churn. So as I'm going through this roster, I mean, I feel like the Packers are in pretty good shape here. I haven't thrown a lot of numbers at you, but just talking about some of the players and, and the depth that this team has, if we look at the special teams, this is where there's a bit of a conversation. I'll just start off where I've, I've been been sitting for the past couple weeks. Mason Crosby is the Packers kicker. He is a uh, has been a train wreck this season. He is absolutely the Packers picker and uh, kick picker. He's a Packers kicker, and he needs to be the Packers kicker. And he should be. And he there's not even a question. You stick with Mason Crosby. Why would you swap him out? A guy that's kicked at Lambeau Field in December and January for the past 15 years. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll have that, please. That's that's all I have to say about that. Mason Crosby has been. A mess this year. He has not kicked well. He is absolutely my guy. I want him out there. I want him kicking the ball. I don't care if it's a 50-yarder. And if he misses it, the game is over. I still want Mason Crosby out there kicking that ball. I don't trust anybody else to do it. Steven Wirtle, the long snapper. Don't know. Well, Hunter Bradley, was was he that bad that he needed to be replaced by a, a guy that... We've never heard of before. Most long snappers we haven't heard of. I guess that's not really a, I shouldn't slight Wirtel for that. I don't know, but it doesn't seem like the operation has been that bad. So I'm not going to complain. You know, the long snapper is a guy that, you know, if the less I know about him, the better. So I guess it's a good thing that I really know a lot about him because, because if I'm not hearing his name, he's probably doing okay. And then the punter, Corey Bajorquez, he might actually be like a pro bowl punter this season. The dude hit another 60 yarder and, absolutely pinned, pinned the ball at the one-yard line. Just, he's been so good. He's been such a good kicker. Like when he meets St. Brown, gets down there, downs the ball. Like the coverage units, the punt units have been better. They're improving. Like I said, Barnes is out there. You got starters. It's a big help. Maybe that helps reduce some of the damage, right? Corey Bohork has been really good. Not that we want to talk about a punter, but look, if, if you're going to flip the field, flip the field. You need to do that. You know, back last season when it was J.K. Scott and they were punting out of their own end zone, there was a good chance the other team might be starting on the 40, 45. Not, not this year. Now we talk about Malik Taylor. So Malik Taylor's got this, this abdominal injury, this core injury. You wonder if eventually he might need to have surgery. If he does, I think that ends his season. So I don't know if that's where he's headed or if he's going to be coming back after the bye week. Hopefully he does because he's, he's a kick returner and he's not dynamic, but he's safe. And he's, he's, he's sure, he's able to catch the ball and, and not hopefully not fumble it and put it on the ground. Amari Rodgers, like I said, just is not ready. 
You know, I punt return. They try to put Randall Cobb out there, and he made a fool out of all of us and fumbled the ball. So, I, you know, it's harder field punts. I get that. But somebody's got to do it. Someone's got to get back there and field them. So whoever it's going to be, just make it somebody who can hang on to the football. I don't care about getting yards and taking it to the house. I don't, I don't care if you catch the ball or fair catch everything or just get everyone out of the way. Just be smart and be able. That's the thing is you have to be prepared. Situationally, you have to know where you are in the field and what the play is going to be and what you're going to do if the ball comes at you, to the right of you, to the left of you, behind you, in front of you. You've got to be prepared. I don't want to see special teams become the bane of this team. I thought for sure they were going to cost a big game at some point. And you could say they cost a Minnesota game because Crosby missed a field goal. Sure. Okay. I guess you could say that. I'm, I'm not 100% convinced that that would have, would have necessarily been the difference because a lot of that miss happened early in the game, and so a lot of things would have happened and changed had he made it anyway. But I don't want to see it happen in the playoffs, and so I hope the Packers still find a way to be okay, get the kickoff, work on that operation, be, be smooth and be a well-oiled machine come playoff time. Didn't really have a lot to say about the coaching staff because I was, I was taking inventory of this team, but the, Matt LaFleur has been so fantastic and all the coach of the year stuff. I'll let somebody else break that down and talk about all that stuff. I'm biased. Obviously he's my coach of the year. He's been so good, but there's a lot of things that go into that. And I know that, that he probably won't win it when all is said and done when it comes to the NFL, but he's been a re- really good and had this team ready and found ways to win and found ways to mitigate weaknesses and mitigate losses. And I expect them to continue to do it. So all the things I talked about that aren't as necessarily as positive as far as the Packers go, not worried about it because I think Matt LaFleur will have a plan and he's got a whole week and a half to come up with a plan for how to beat the Bears on a Sunday night football game. We'll get a chance to see that. That'll be on TV. And then the Packers take to the road. They go and face Baltimore in what could be the toughest game left on the schedule. They go to Baltimore, and they they take on a Ravens team that is confident and surging a little bit, and they're playing at home. John Harbaugh is going to have his team ready to go. Lamar Jackson is going to be ready to run. The Packers are going to have to have a plan for that one. That'll be a fun one to watch. The AFC games are always a little bit odd. Never know because of the unfamiliarity, so we'll see how that whole thing goes. So thanks, everyone, for riding along. As always, a little bit of a longer one, but just wanted to go through the roster, and, and hey, if you've got a topic that you'd rather hear about and are wishing that there was something else I was talking about, tweet me. Let me know what you want me to talk about. Let me know what your questions are. If there's anything else that you want me to cover, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Jason Perone. Check out all the great content over at Game on Wisconsin this week. It's the bye week, but we're still grinding away. All of our usual shows up and at them. So get over there and check it out. Make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube page. Follow us at Game on WI. Everybody enjoy the rest of your week. No Packers game this weekend and relax and enjoy some football. I will be back with another show on Monday as the Packers then prepare to get back to work and tackle the back half of their season, hopefully on a stretch run to a magical playoff run ahead of us. All right, everybody, happy rest of your week. Enjoy the weekend and go Pack Go. Rodgers fakes the handoff. Quick throw right side. There's Devontae from right to left. Cutting left to the 50, to the 45, 40. Track down from behind. 